0: Ever dreamed about starting a fire? If you have, maybe we need to get you some help. Maybe that's not the sort of fire I'm talking about. I'm talking about fire as in a fire in my belly, a passionate cause that gets you out of bed, a movement that can change the destiny of a person, a family, a community, an idea, a story, a reason for living that can quickly move from one person to another. You know, 40 years ago, I watched a young man from an Aussie working class background named Ricky Painter come into contact with the message of the love and grace of Jesus Christ and it set him on fire. It changed the destiny of his family down through one generation and we pray through many more. One of the reasons this church exists is because God set him and many others on fire and it spread. Now, I was by his side because I was on fire too. That fire started four generations back in my family. The fire spread from generation to generation as we watched the beauty and grace of Christ in the lives of our parents and we wanted the same. It was a fire worth spreading. It was the only fire worth spreading because it brought the kingdom of God to this earth now, and the kingdom is a place where God designed us to flourish. This fire that we spread, it's not one that leaves death and destruction. This fire ushers in wholeness and new life and peace and joy and reconciliation and generosity and justice. This fire is Jesus. Not just his teaching or his influence, but Jesus himself, our living saviour. Now we started this year's teaching with the Becoming series and we started by talking about the fact that Jesus did not call people to be believers, but disciples, committed followers. And committed followers of Christ start fires wherever they go. Committed followers of Christ are becoming the sort of people for whom living God's way is our default setting. And living God's way means you're becoming a person who loves helping other people become lovers of God. So for the next few weeks, we're going to talk about how to start fires in your family, your friendship groups, your schools and colleges and your workplaces. Now, maybe sometimes... That fire could be divisive and I know that even declaring your faith in some environments can cause division and even Jesus said that his message could cause angst in some situations but more often I've found the fire that we start is like a welcoming campfire that people are attracted to place of acceptance and good, rich conversations where ideas can be opened up and challenged and where we end up thinking deeply about the more important things in life and death and eternity. So let me be clear. If you are a disciple of Christ, you are called and privileged and gifted and compelled with the task to make disciples. Remember the last words that Jesus said before he left this earth, go and make disciples of all nations. Now, I use the word gifted. I can hear you saying, hang on, hang on. I am not an evangelist. I am so far from comfortable as a public speaker. I freak out at the thought of giving people the four spiritual laws and I even cringe at telling people I go to church. Well, let's get some insight into this gifting that we all have, and it's found in some verses from Colossians. Um, The Apostle Paul was in jail when he wrote this letter, as he often was, and he was in jail because he'd been out on the streets just preaching openly to, to anyone who would hear about Jesus Christ. And he said this, don't forget to pray for us, too, that God will give us many chances to preach the good news of Christ, for which I am here in jail. Pray that I will be bold enough to tell it freely and fully and make it as plain as, of course, I should. Now, here Paul is talking about the gifting that he has, which is was to stand on a street corner and just boldly proclaim um, the news about Jesus. But then... He talks to the average Christ follower when he says this. Make the most of your chances to tell others the good news. Be wise in all your contacts with them. Let your conversation be gracious as well as sensible, for then you will have the right answer for everyone. So it seems that Paul is saying there are some that are called to Proclaim, to be bold, to stand in public and talk about Jesus. And maybe that's not the the sort of gifting that everybody has, but we are all called to talk about Jesus in our everyday life and to make him known. He uses words like gracious conversations, sensible conversations, right answers. We are empowered by the Holy Spirit. If we are followers of Christ, we have the Holy Spirit working with us to help us to have these gracious conversations with people. And, and we don't have to do this in our own strength. The other word I used was compelled. Gifted. Compelled. Why are we compelled to share the good news about Jesus? What exactly is at stake? Well, I had the privilege of talking to some Gateway people over the last week, and they're sharing some of their stories about the difference Jesus made in their life.
1: So if it wasn't for Jesus, uh, I'd probably push him Daisies up somewhere in a in, in a field, um, probably pointing down so I could um, not have to look at all the things that I'd I'd done in my life. Really, when I was a kid, there was a there was abuse going on and and stuff like that, and I suffered a fair amount. And um, I kind of guess in a, in an effort to prove I was a fella, a bloke, um, I kind of rebelled against everything that could be seen as effeminate or anything like that. So ended up riding rodeo, I was a bull rider for a couple of years, I was chasing uh, every bit of adrenaline I could find and eventually that landed me in the motorbike world and um, with, um, with all, of, all of the things that are attached to that, tattoos and drugs and uh, scooting around too fast everywhere I went. When I think about what my character was like at the time that all this was going on I reckon I was someone I wouldn't have wanted to know. Um, if, I, if I saw me on the street, I'd probably walk the other way, uh, would be the best way to describe how I felt about myself. I felt, felt dirty um, a lot of the time. I felt like, um, and I know it sounds like a flippin' cliche but at, at the end of the day, I felt like there was something that I just couldn't find what I was looking for. Like that, that, and I was always looking, so uh, the looking involved drugs, the looking involved um, parties, the looking involved riding 100 miles an hour with a group of boys trying to chase the wind or whatever that the, the involved being uh, bad behaviour with girls. Girls were a target. You know, like we, we were just, we weren't nice people. Um, there's probably no other way to describe it.
2: I didn't know who I was. I had no idea who I was gonna be. I had no purpose or driven or any passions. I, I was very lost, but then accepting Jesus and growing within this community as well, I've learned that my validation is with God, and that He's called me to be His child, which means I have so much—I have so much purpose here. Definitely, in my life before knowing Jesus, I would stress a lot about things. Um, I was probably someone who was a lot more anxious and um, would yeah, just try and control everything and worry a lot. And um, I had two very different parents and one parent was always very stressful and and had to control everything all the time. And the other parent just laughed at everything and just sort of like, whatever. Um, So that was my go-to was to stress about it and to try and control it. So after I found Jesus, um, I was able to let go of so much and just find peace in my life. And and it doesn't mean that my life is dramatically different, but how I feel about my life is so different. And the happiness in my heart and the peace in my life is so different. Um, So yeah, there's just a lot lot more joy in it than there was.
1: The way Jesus has kind of really impacted my life over, over this journey of the last 24 odd years is, every week I'm just that tiny bit softer. Every week, a little bit more anger is, is dealt with. Every week, I work out how much more I love Ruth. Every week, I, I just, I wanna serve the homeless more. Every week, there's something. And if someone had have said to me, week one, this grain of sand is what you're gonna measure, what Jesus has done in your life. I would have said, I don't want a part of this. But if they had have said every week, I'm going to add another grain of sand, probably would have understood. If I was
3: 2021 and I hadn't found the church, like I might not be here at all. I know like a big struggle has been like mental health for me and especially um, during that back end of high school. And that was when I found the church. And I think like, a massive difference like it's still something I struggle with every now and then and you know the battles can come and go but like knowing um, like I, I simply to put it knowing Jesus is up here fighting that darkness with me like makes such a difference it's so you know I sp- if I if I think if I never found the church you know in 2017 2021. Isaac might not be around. So, yeah, i definitely say it's very important that I found the church, especially when I did.
0: So great to hear people's stories. But, you know, we're not just talking about people um, living a better way of life, but our actual eternal destination is at stake. You've probably heard these words from John 3.16, one of the most famous verses in the Bible, but it can be so familiar that we, we lose sight of how powerful it is. So let's hear it again. For here is the way God loved the world. He gave his only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but experience everlasting life. God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be its saviour and rescuer. People's eternities are at stake. Now I want to do a little survey. I hope uh, wherever you are um, that you would just uh, go along with me on this one. I want you to think about this. If you are a Christ follower, do you have people in your life who you would dearly love to know Christ? I'm sure faces are already coming into your mind. Now, I want you to remember how you came to know Jesus. Think about how you came to be a follower of Christ. And there could be many ways, but I'm going to talk about a few and they'll be up on the screen. And I I wonder which one applies to you most. Firstly, uh, I was born into a Christian family. In other words, I always knew that God was real and that he loved me. Maybe that's your story. I found God all on my own. I was reading the Bible or praying and and I just knew that I had to give my life to Jesus. Maybe that's your story. I found God at church, maybe Gateway or another church. I was invited to a service or an event and I heard the message preached And I believed in it. Or maybe your story is this one. I saw something in a Christian friend which intrigued me. I wanted to know why they believed what they believed, and it led me to Jesus. Now, I wonder which one of those you would say applies most to you. Uh, I think for many of us, it's, it's a bit of a mixture of several of those, but I want you to note the different ways that people come t- to know Jesus and the influence that the average person can be. You could be that Christian friend whose life is intriguing to someone. You could be the one who invites someone to church just at the point when they know deep down they need to find something. And over the next few weeks, we're going to share some stories with you of uh, how people at uh, Gateway came to Christ and how people at Gateway shared their faith with Christ. But one thing I want us to know for sure, and that is we are all capable of lighting a match in someone's heart. And, you know, Jesus told us something amazing. He said he is already going ahead of us preparing people's hearts. There are people in your world who God is already working in. You know, God has gathered the kindling and he just needs you to come and strike the match. Now, it's one thing um, that Jesus talked about. Uh, he, was, um, he was being quizzed by the Pharisees or the religious leaders of the time about when his kingdom was going to come. And it, and it says this, one day the Pharisees asked Jesus, when will the kingdom of God begin? And Jesus replied, the kingdom of God isn't ushered in with visible signs because these men thought that his kingdom was going to be a political one or a military one. Jesus said, you won't be able to say it has begun here in this place or or there in that part of the country, for the kingdom of God is within you. Now, the analogy that I always go to is, uh, I've got this picture here of of a cave, a glowworm cave. I don't know whether you've ever been one, but it's, I remember uh, going on holidays once and we, we'd gone into this cave with our torches and the guide said, switch off your torches. And when we did that, at first there was just total darkness and then just little bit by little bit as our eyes adjusted, we saw the glow of lights all around us as the glowworms had been there all along but we couldn't see them. You know, the kingdom of God is like that. It is all around us. God is going before you. He is already preparing people in your life who want to know that this life is not all there is. Everyone who you have any relationship with is blessed because you are in their life and you know Jesus. And if they've allowed God to stack some kindling, then there is a potential for you to gently light a match. So, we want to give you some skills in how to do this. And we want, we want you to be able to do it with authenticity and respect and great love. We want to teach you how to bless people and be hospitable how to talk about your faith and listen to the real needs in people's lives, how to listen for the gentle promptings of the Holy Spirit, how to authentically point them towards Jesus, how to read the Bible with people who know nothing about it, how to tell your story. But first, as we finish today, I want want to get the why right. What is your why? Why? Why would you want your friends to know Jesus? It's probably because of the difference he's made in your life and your passion to see others enfolded into his family. So can I ask you to take a few minutes sometime today or during this week to finish this sentence? If it hadn't been for Jesus, I... Can you imagine your life taking another trajectory? You never knew about Jesus. You never knew that you were loved and accepted by the Creator of the universe. You never knew that you were created for a purpose far greater than your own happiness. What good things are in your life and character that would not be there aside from the presence of Christ in your life? I believe this is all the motivation we need to reach out to the people in our worlds. Will you pray with me? Dear God, there are people in our world who we know need you. Teach us how to start fires how to gently light matches in people's lives, how to start warm, inviting campfires that people love to sit around and talk and and just experience your goodness and your love and your grace. God, we want to be known as people who shine the light of Jesus Christ wherever we go. We love you, Lord. You've made such a difference in our lives and your love compels us to draw other people to your fire. Help us over the next couple of weeks. Help us to learn. Help us to absorb. Help us to gain some skills in how to bring our friends and family to know you. We ask this in your precious name. Amen.